Hi, and welcome back to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter. And we are on day seven of our 100 days of podcasting. And today we're going to continue the discussion on how to pause your business if necessary. And there's probably going to be a season that you have to pause your business for whatever reason. So we're going to jump into that. Yesterday, in episode six, we talked about all the different seasons in our life. And when we're in a season of go, and we could just go full steam ahead, when we're in a season of just hold steady, hold steady, there's a lot happening, but we can hold our business steady. And then those seasons that we do have to pause for different reasons. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to create a business that if needed, you can pause it. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. All right, before actually I do jump into today's episode, I haven't mentioned this in a while when I'm doing these bonus episodes. Um, If you haven't yet, can you do me a huge favor and scroll all the way down? If you're listening to these on Apple Podcasts, you got to scroll, like click on episodes And then you scroll all the way back to the very first episode and you will see a spot where you can do a review. And if you could leave me, if you're enjoying these sessions, I should say, (laughs) can you leave me a review? Let me know which, which ones you really enjoy the most and what you love about the show. Also, feel free to share the show. Like, actually, I would love it if you shared the show. Um, post it on social media, any of the episodes that really speak to you that you think others would really enjoy and need to hear. Especially, I think today's is going to be really a great one that a lot of, especially women, because you know, we're always full of guilt, right? So share the episodes, tag me if you do, tag me on Instagram or Facebook if you share it. And you never know, I might throw you a little, uh, a little bonus gift out there as a thank you, or share your review on the show. I need to get back to doing that. Haven't done that in a while. Okay, note to myself, share reviews on the show. (laughs) All right, let's get started on today's topic. And it's how, again, to make your business possible. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm going to give you eight steps to do that. Eight steps that you should start taking today to make sure that if or when, I should say, that season pops up, that you do need to pause your business, it's going to be okay. You'll be okay. And again, what are those seasons that we need to pause our business? Usually, they're maybe our own health. I didn't talk about that yesterday in yesterday's podcast, but it could be due to your own health that you're going through something and you need to pause your business. Or it could be because of a loved one's health or that they need you. Um, It could be a major life event, good or bad, or other circumstances. There's a lot of things that can happen in our life that will just cause us that, you know what, I can't even think about my business right now. And I wanted to reiterate that when those seasons pop up in our lives, to remember that they are just seasons. You will get through them. And stay strong, remove the guilt. And ladies, I'm talking to you because I don't know if guys feel the guilt like we do. I don't know. I don't want to insult any of the guys if you do. But I think women, we take on so much guilt all the time, whether we're working or we're not working, right? 
So remove the guilt and remember that being an entrepreneur is a marathon, not a sprint. If you're in a season that your business declines, whether it's because you took a pause or COVID or whatever, just you'll get through it. Um, But the key is being prepared beforehand. And that's what we want to do. And know that when you do get back and you're back to full steam ahead, you're going to come back stronger than ever because every experience we go through creates lessons for us. And I feel like our life experiences, they are the best lessons. And you're going to grow, you're going to be stronger, and you're going to get through this. So embrace the lessons that come with whatever season you're in, even if it is a season of pause. Okay, so what are the eight steps to take or eight steps to make your business possible? And again, I don't even know if that's the correct word, but I'm creating it. So the key is to start doing these things now before you get into a season that causes you to pause your business if at all possible. You might already be in that season and it may be too late, but there might be still some things you can take from this that you can implement today to help you move through this season of pause. But if you're not in a season of pause, then start these, start working on these things today so that when that season does come, because it will, you know, life is happening around us, When it does come, you're prepared, just like Joseph that we talked about yesterday, Joseph from the Bible. For seven years, they prepared for the famine or the squirrels that just, you know, stock up on their nuts for the wintertime. Okay, number one is learn to delegate to others. Take, you know, you guys have heard me say this before, as women especially, take the SW, the superwoman off of your shirt. We don't need to be superwomen. Um, delegate in your personal and household duties. This was something that I did prior to my season of pause when my mom needed me. And I'm so glad I did. And the backstory to that was um, my husband was in the, he's retired now, but he was in the Air National Guard. So this was 2002, yes, 2002. So 2001, we had 9-11, right? So 2000, I'm horrible with dates. So if I get dates wrong on my podcast, just forgive me, go with it. Um, So 2002, my husband was deployed and I was left back home with, (laughs) I don't remember how old my boys were. They were like preteen teenagers. And they really stepped up to the plate. Like they learned to do so much around the house and help out. And because they had to. And I learned to be a great delegator. I learned to just expect them to help out. And I learned to let go of perfection. I learned to let go that, you know what, it didn't matter if they did things my way as long as it got done. So we really created a cohesive system in our house when my husband was um, away for the deployment. Now, please don't picture that it was this perfect (laughs) 
life all the time. Believe me, they were teenagers. There were arguments. There was, you know, frustration. There was all of that still happening. I never want to paint a picture that it's this, you know, oh, perfect life. But they did, they were able to help out a lot. In fact, I remember when my husband came back from that deployment in, it was like September, late or August, September that he came home. And I remember that he would start to do a tour or something. And I would say, Tom, you don't have to do that. The boys do that now. And and that was like repeated. Actually, it got to the point that he almost felt like, do you even need me around the house anymore? And I needed him emotionally. But no, we actually ran the house pretty darn good. But I'm so grateful I did that because it was a, a couple months later that I left to go take care of my mom. And because I had learned to delegate and the boys had learned to step up and do all these things around the house, it made life so much easier for Tom because he could rely on, he could delegate things to the boys. So learn to be a delegator at home. And I think I did a whole nother series on that. I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole, just learn to delegate your personal and household duties, whether it's somebody in your house or there's so many services out there you could delegate to. And then also learn to delegate your business duties. What are you doing now in your business that you could delegate to like a subcontractor? And there's a lot of ways you can do it very inexpensively, like through Fiverr or, you know, hire things out, you know, just network with others to delegate your business duties. So learn to delegate. Number two, this is going to sound familiar, similar, but it's a little different. Is get a virtual or an in-office assistant who knows the day-to-day runnings of your business. So this is more of your, I guess in the olden days, we would call it the secretary. Somebody who knows like who you delegate things out to. She knows how your business runs behind the scenes and she can step in and take over if you have to go away. And again, that can be an in it depends on your business. Today, most are, most are virtual. Um, again, I did that the year my husband was deployed. I found an amazing office assistant. Now, back then, she came into my office. I was running my direct sales company. She came in, and she just ran everything in my office. She was amazing. Like She actually made... I actually found out when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, I was at a retreat, a business retreat, and Kathy, my office assistant at the time, she she was so good. She actually even made my flight arrangements during that whole time. So she stayed working and she took care of things for me personally and business-wise when I was going through that like season of major chaos and trauma when my mom was ill. So find good help. So delegate the little things out but then find somebody that actually can help you run your business day to day. And it could be five hours a week, 10 hours a week. It depends on your business, how many hours a week you need. Number three, automate anything you can. Oh, this is so easy today. So many things can just be automated. So nobody has to do it. You take the time and it does take time. I'm in that season right now, figuring out what can I automate And there's a lot of work on the upfront to get things automated. But once you do, you don't have to think about it anymore. So what in your business can you automate? Number four, 
create something in your business that's evergreen. And evergreen is where once you create it, you don't really have to touch it anymore. It will continue to make money forever, just like the evergreen trees. (laughs) You know, they just are always green. So that could be a course, a passive course. Perhaps you create a book. Um, You know, there's different things you could do so that it's just, even when you're not working, whether it's because you're in a season of pause or maybe you're on vacation, maybe you take an extended vacation, you just don't want to work for a while. The evergreen money is still coming in. So create something in your business that is going to have that coming in. And I know for some businesses, that's a little harder than others, but what can you create that's evergreen? And if you get stuck on that one, that's something that I've been able to help a couple of my clients figure out. Even uh, one of my clients is a bridal. She does weddings and has a boutique. So obviously in a season of pause, which actually, unfortunately, her business has been somewhat paused, but we've created some things. Actually, I have a podcast coming up. You're going to hear a coaching session I did with Linda where we talked about how she could just pivot and uh, create some great wedding packages even during the season of COVID. So that was kind of not really a pause, but just some creative things. We did some, a great brainstorming session. And just a little side note, on, side note on that, when you listen to that podcast, two things. One is my internet was horrible that day. So it's a very scratchy, which I know is so annoying to listen to. But two, listen till the very end. Speed listen if you have to. Um, but the very, very end, like the last two minutes of our discussion is the best part of it. It's where we actually, the names of these packages kind of hit us and it's really, really good. But the other thing we're working on with Linda is creating a course that she's going to offer the DIY brides because she needs some sort of evergreen money. Because even during the season of COVID, if she had had that in place, she could still be having money coming in. So you may think your business that there's no way to create evergreen money with it. But that's where, you know, book even a 90 minute call with me and Probably 85% of the time, we can come up with something in your business that would be evergreen. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That's something I love to help people do and get creative with um, in a coaching session. Okay, number five. So that was number four. Number five. This may or may not work. And all these things probably aren't going to work for you in your business, but take what will work. And, and get creative. And here's something else. I always recommend anybody that's ever been in my space work-wise knows, and even personally, I say this, is instead of saying, oh, that'll never work for me, your brain automatically, oh, the door is shut. It's not going to get creative to figure it out. You shut and lock that door before it even get, had a chance to think of ideas. Instead, Look at these and think, well, how could I make that work for my business? So just by changing what you say to yourself makes a huge difference. So instead of saying, oh, that'll never work for my business, there's no way that could work. Look at these ideas I'm giving you and just think, how could I make this work for my business? When you say it that way, your brain 
is able, you're, you're engaging that creative side of your brain. And again, if you don't have that, that's my specialty. So <laughs> let's, let's do some coaching together. Okay, number five, create a network of people in your line of work that you can team up with and support each other. And during seasons of pause, you might be able to step in or they can step in and take over for you and you can step in and take over for them if needed. And when I was actively working my direct sales business or my multi-level business, a lot of you are like, what's direct sales? It's it's not really multi-level. It's not multi-level, but yeah, people call it that. People know that easier. Network marketing, let's just call it that, network marketing business. They actually had something called dovetailing. (laughs) And what that was is if you had a party booked, but you could not go for whatever reason, good or bad, you would call up another sister consultant. She would go hold your party for you. She got any of the new customers. So she, you know, and then she paid you 15% of whatever she sold that day. So you still made money, even though you weren't working it, but she made 85% of the profit. She split the profit. So 15% of the profits, 85% of the profits were hers to keep. So she still made more money. You still got a little bit of it, but the thing was your business still kept running. So how could you dovetail? And that would take creating, like I said, a little support group of people that are in the same trade as you. Um, That's just something to think about. Number six is save a portion of your profits. Your grandma was right when she said, have a rainy day fund. So make sure that you're putting a portion of your profit, especially when we are solopreneurs, put a portion of that money when you're in a good season of growth, just like Joseph did, have your stockpile, have that money put aside. The money is there. Um, And number eight is going to tell you how to do that. But save a portion of your profits in the good season so that you have money to live on. You know, uh, most financial experts, Dave Ramsey, recommends you have three to six months of living expenses. Now, confession, I have never had that. Never, ever. I would love to have that. That is a goal my husband and I talk about. I don't know if I ever will have it. But here's the thing. I also trust God will provide, and he always has. So I may never have that three-month supply of money, but God has always supplied what we needed when we needed it. So I guess save and have faith. We'll put that on number six. (laughs) Number seven, if your business is designed where you can, and again, not all of these are going to work for you, but can you create a staff or a team? So I was thinking like Linda's business, she does weddings. So she could create a staff or a team that could step in even when she couldn't be there and train them so they could go and do a wedding without her even being there. So can you create a team? And they may just be on call. They don't have to be a full-time team, but they're people that know how to run things when you, even when you aren't there. They're trusted. They know their stuff. Okay, and then number eight, the last one is stockpile like Joseph did. So similar to saving, but here's the thing. 
work when you can. So when you are in a season that is full steam ahead and there's no major obstacles, there's always going to be some obstacles. Like that's the season I'm in right now. It is full steam ahead, but we still have, I have elderly in-laws. I have grandkids. I have kids. Like there's things happening around us. There's COVID. But for the most part, I can work full steam ahead. So I'm going to work as hard as I can right now so that I can stockpile and have things in place and have the money so that when or if the next season comes, that is a season of pause, it's I'm prepared. And don't waste these calmer seasons um, by not working hard when you can. And going back to my story with my mom. So the year before that, so that was the fall of 2002, if I have my dates right, when she was diagnosed with cancer. She passed away in January 2003. 2001 to to June of 2002, I was in a season besides when my husband was deployed, that I could work super hard. And even while he he was deployed, because I had some of these things in place, I could still work hard. I had, I was fairly new to being a leader in our company. And I actually ranked, I don't know what percentage it is, but one of the really high prestigious ranks that year. We hit our first, it was called three, $300,000 unit club, meaning that our group sold over 300000 in one year. That was a big deal because I was new in that position, but I worked really hard for that spot. I worked super hard to build my business. My organization was strong. I had taught my people what to do, how to sell, how to team build. So they knew what to do. And I'm so grateful I did that during that season because when I got into that season, when my mom was ill and I basically left town for three months. (laughs) Because even when I was here physically, I was not here mentally. I really didn't touch my business for those three months my mom was ill, three to four months. And honestly, I did very little. I was on autopilot the the year after she she passed away. I was really, I was so heartbroken. I was so in shock. I really just went on autopilot where I just, I did what I had to do, but I wasn't really into it. And my my business did suffer, not going to lie. Like it did go down. My numbers went down, but I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose it. Like if I had not worked hard when I could, I could have lost everything. But because I, I had that stockpile, I did like Joseph did. We were okay. We still had money coming in. So work hard when you can. So you have that safety net built up. And again, remember, you are in this for a long haul. There will be setbacks after a pause. But, and it'll take time to rebuild. Like I said, it took me well over a year. So discern and choose wisely during those times. But here's the thing. You can always make up for lost money, but you can never, ever make up for lost time. I have no regrets Those memories of that time with my mom are so precious to me. I have absolutely no guilt. No, I should have done more for her. Absolutely not. I knew I was 
there for her in that time, there for my dad during that time that they needed me. And I will never regret that. And you know what? I don't even remember, I think too, because I was heartbroken the year after. The income did go down, but we were fine. We figured it out. It, you know, we had to make some changes, make some lifestyle changes, but we got through it and came out stronger than ever. So it's okay. Be okay with the pause, but be prepared so that when you do need to put your business on pause, it's going to be okay. So I'm not sure who needed to hear this message today, but I hope it does bless you and I hope it gives you permission to say, okay, I'm going to be okay. That's what I want you to get from yesterday and today's message. If you are in that season, a pause. And if you're not, then let's stockpile, baby. Let's work hard over these, you know, as much as we can to build that business. So we are going to be okay when that season does come. All right. Have a great day. I appreciate you for listening. And again, if you can leave a review, share this with somebody who might need to hear it. And tomorrow we'll be back with episode eight. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why vision boards sometimes do not work for you (laughs) and why goal setting doesn't always work. So very timely uh, episode. And then the next episode will be the one with Linda, the coaching session. All right. Thanks as always. We'll see you back. Well, I always say we'll see you back here, but you know what I mean. 